All right. Hey, good morning, everyone. Today's sharing is just going to be from me. So I know it's starting to sound a little bit like a broken record in terms of us not being able to put out more of these podcasts, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Sorry about that. We will continue to try to put out as many of these as we can. I hope everyone's doing okay. Many people here in SoCal, just to give you a little bit of an update, they're starting to receive and they're loading up their moving pods this week. So it is in fact starting to feel very real. Soon we'll all be living in Michigan. Yes, I know that as we say that, we'll all be living in Michigan. I am thinking about you, Bia, out there already. I hope that you're hanging in there. Thank you for sending that picture of that pond. It was really awesome. And I'm looking forward to having the whole team join you soon enough out there in Ann Arbor. So for today, we're going to be covering Ephesians 5. But just a disclaimer from the start, I'm not going to be covering verses 22 to the end, the ideas about wives and husbands. Most of you on this podcast already probably heard my message during Brian and Abby's wedding, so don't think that we needed to cover it once again. And honestly, there's just too much text to cover in one short podcast. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and get started. In verses 1 through 5, I was thinking about this very first verse in chapter 5, and I was stuck on this verse for quite a bit of time as I tried to unpack it during my own time at DT. To be honest, the very first thought that I had was somewhat rebellious. Apostle Paul says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And as I thought about this idea that Paul tells us to be an imitator of God, I thought about how this might be one of the most crazy and impossible things that Apostle Paul calls us to do. You know, when I was pretty young, when I was around 10 or a little bit under, there was this really famous commercial, and it was a Gatorade commercial, and it was Be Like Mike. And there's a little jingle, a little song that goes along with it, but basically it's a bunch of these people who would like to be like Mike, and they imitate playing basketball like him, and you see clips of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, of course, is the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time in basketball. And at the time that this commercial started, it was when Jordan was just entering his peak, and he completely dominated the NBA in the 90s. So the commercial was basically saying, hey, if I could be like Jordan, that'd be awesome. It's a Gatorade commercial, like I said. So the implication, of course, is, well, I might not be able to play like him, but I can drink Gatorade just like him. And if that's an absurd idea, that I could play like Jordan, that I could be like Jordan because I'm not him, then I had that same train of thought, that I certainly cannot imitate God. It's this crazy idea because if Jordan's the goat of basketball, well, God, he's the goat of all things. So then is God setting me up for the impossible? Am I being told to imitate God, but I really, really can't, and so I keep on failing? And as Apostle Paul points out, what does it look like to actually imitate God? There's all these verses that we see, like for instance, in verse 3, but sexual immorality and all impurity and covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. And it goes on to talk about the fact that there should be no filthiness or foolish talk or crude joking, because as saints, none of these things are proper. And I would not disagree that these things are not proper, but I find that that standard is somewhat impossible for me to live up to. So how can I truly imitate God? So what's going on? So as I read that verse again, I thought about, well, it really does come down to the second part or the latter part of the verse, which is be imitators of God as beloved children. In other words, God, as our Heavenly Father, looks upon us and says, as my child, but not just as my child, but as my beloved child, I would like you to imitate me. 
And this makes a lot more sense, especially now that I am a parent, because one of my great desires in my life is that my children would imitate me, at least all of the good parts and hopefully none of the bad. That is my goal. I want them to imitate me. And I think as a child, they naturally do want to be like me, like their dad. And so what happens then when I see them try to be like me and maybe they fall short? Like I think about times in which they're trying to do something that I, they know that I can do, but then they don't really aren't able to do it. Like math homework, for instance. Like I, I've seen points in which one of my kids, he gets so frustrated to the point of tears when he's not able to do a math problem that, you know, he just can't quite get. And so what happens when he comes up to me and he's not happy and he's, he's crying or I say, hey, what's going on? Are you doing okay? Do I throw up my hands at him and say, hey, you know, you failed me for the last time. Or do I say to him, hey, you know what, just give that math over to me. I'll just go ahead and do it for you for the rest of your life. No, I don't do either of those things. Now, I might be stern with him, instruct him, hey, you shouldn't cry over such a thing. But my goal ultimately is to help him, is to teach him how to do math or whatever it is that he's struggling with, to help him to grow through the mistakes, through the frustrating situations, in order that he grows and matures through something like that. And I think for us, in the same way, when God looks at us and as we fumble our way through trying to imitate him, when we fail to, you know, not do something that would be improper for the saints, when we we end up doing things that are not what we should do, I think God looks at us ultimately and gives us an opportunity to throw up our hands and to say, I need help. I need help. I, I failed to live up to your standard. I need forgiveness once again. And what happens when we do that, when we actually confess and acknowledge that we've fallen short? Well, it says later on that that we walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. This is in verse 2. And I think that's a clue, once again, that we can go to Jesus because we know that in Jesus we have our forgiveness. That when we come to God and we, we confess our failings, that he does actually forgive us. There's this other key theme that I wanted to hit upon today, and that's the idea of light and darkness. And you see this in verses 7 to 12. So Apostle Paul, he makes this clear distinction between Christians who once were living in darkness, but now they're in the light of the Lord, as it says in verse 7. And then we are exhorted in verse 11 to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead we have a mission, which is to expose these things. I think we all understand this. That the world is living in darkness. And what is that darkness? It's, it's not just this darkness of living apart from God. Of course, that is the, the chief darkness, that sin, that we should live apart from him. But it's the other things as well. The ways in which this world tells us that, that we are our own, that we don't need to have morality given to us by some outside source, that we can be our own judge. There's so many ways in which there's all these idols that distract, distract us from truly following God. So the ethos of this world, all of that is the darkness that we've been called out of and we've been commissioned to now go and expose. And I thought about how that's such an appropriate way to think about us as we're being commissioned to go out to Michigan. So whether we go or we stay, I know as a church, we're going to be preparing to plant many churches and a lot of people are going to to be doing a lot of work as, as people go out to these different churches. But I think the goal and the mission for each one of us remains the same, that God has given each one of us the duty to go and expose the lies of this world and to bring the truth of God's love into this world. So I hope that helps you guys to understand today's passage a little bit better. I'll talk to you guys soon.